Hey, listeners, there's a new podcast in town. It's called Boozy Blatherings. I know you're going to love it. It's a drunken vocabulary lesson. Learning while drinking, what could be better than that? It's hosted by the very entertaining Megan Mitlow. Look for it and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a taste of it now. Hi, I'm Megan. I know about four words and three of them are curses. Welcome to my new podcast, Boozy Blatherings. It's the perfect combination of drunk history and Merriam-Webster's word of the day. I'll be your host at this cocktail party where every week we'll have a new guest, we'll learn a new word, and we're going to have a lot of cocktails. So pour yourself a drink and get cozy because we're going to have fun. Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. Our guest tonight is Riley Robson from The Syndicate in Bell Fountain, Ohio. Welcome to the show, Riley. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's so Bell honor. Fountain, what's it like being a bartender? And is it Bell Fontaine or is it Bell Fountain? Uh, it depends on who you are. If you're from Bell Fountain, it's Bell Fountain. <laughs> that's how you say it. Um, I have people say Bellefontaine. I think that's a nice way of saying it, but I think the feeling of Bell Fountain is definitely Bell Fountain. Because it's spelled Bellefontaine, but right. it's, it's Bell Fountain. It's, um, yeah, I would say definitely Bell Fountain. It's very um, rural area, so it's a... Uh, it's a fun place to bartend. Um, it's a new, it's definitely a new thing every day. And uh, it's it's fun because especially bartending at the syndicate um, where we do craft cocktails and we do classic cocktails, um, people will ask me to make them something. And so I'll make them a Negroni or I'll make them a French 75. I'll make them a classic, you know, 100-year-old cocktail. And to them, they've never had it or heard of it. So they're always like, oh my God, like, this is so good. Did you make this up? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Don't Google that at all. But like, yeah, that's all me. No, but it's it's interesting because it's that, you know, mixed with, you know, Bud Light and a shot and all different kinds of people. So, so paint the picture for our listeners that don't know Bell Fountain because I've never been there, actually. I've, I've only been there once and it Tell was only go to go to the highest elevation <laughs> point in the state of Ohio. What? Yes. Yeah. It's one of our calling cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, like I said, very rural. Um, one of the biggest attractions in Bell Fountain is Mad River Mountain. So oh, yeah. it's it's skiing, there. snowboarding. Um, I actually went there for the first time like two days ago, which is weird because I'm from there. But that's not where the highest point in the state no, is. No, no, which is weird because that's the mountain, but the highest point's in town. And it really doesn't feel like no. anything special because no. you're going uphill the whole time. So it's kind of like, okay. It's and then you're all, of a sudden, <laughs> you're all of a sudden in this little park with a placard that says it's the highest yeah. point in the state. There's a lot of little <laughs> placards like that around. I, I compare Bell Fountain to Mayberry from the Andy Griffith show mm. um that's how I would picture it All like right. like the high school I went to um was completely surrounded by cornfields so and like all the ag programs um the agriculture programs in the schools are very prevalent so very rural so um, you grew up there Yes, um, I grew up in Bell Fountain all my life and uh, graduated high school there. Um, and then right after I graduated is when I moved to Columbus, where I lived for about five years and then recently came back um, when the pandemic happened. So, yeah. Ah, so so you were in the big city and then the COVID <laughs> hit and you're like, yes. you retreated back to your safe place. Yeah. Well, honestly, Columbus honestly feels more like my safe place i miss it a lot um i try to come a couple days a week anyway like as i stay stay and work more in in bell fountain now but um yeah i mean with the pandemic happening and all restaurant workers you know getting laid off i had no idea what was going to happen so yeah i guess i did kind of go home and hunker down and just mm -hmm. kind of wait wait it out see what happens and then uh that's kind of when the syndicate um started we opened in august so it was kind of when things started opening back up again just in general it started in august of 2020 yes wow yes. that's brave okay so tell us about that <laughs> yeah it's um it's been a really really amazing learning experience in a lot of ways um 
just because it's it's the first like upscale casual like restaurant in the area for I mean for all I know ever um there's really no no higher end there's really no place to get a filet or to get craft cocktails or anything like that in Mill Fountain you have to make the drive to Marysville or make the drive to Columbus or Dayton or you know Cincinnati whatever um so the owners when they opened this restaurant this concept it that itself was a big leap um you know because trying to make you know this this new thing happen in such a small town while still keeping it approachable um is easier said than done also during a pandemic you know when laws and rules are constantly changing um you know keeping everybody safe it was uh yeah it was a really interesting like so was it in the planning like long before the pandemic or yeah, so, well, they originally were just going to open the syndicate as an event space. Um, and then when the pandemic happened and everything got closed down, I think that's kind of when they decided that they wanted to make this a full restaurant, full bar, everything. Um, so when they opened back up in August, you know, they would be utilized more because literally opening an event space in the pandemic is even worse than a restaurant right. because it's for a large gathering. So, mm-hmm. um, but the, the owners that own this syndicate own a beer bar in Bell Fountain called Brew Fountain, which has been very successful. It's been there for, I think, like five years, a little over five years. Um, Brew Fountain was a huge trailblazer in just bringing drinking culture um, to Bell Fountain, you know, like getting people mm-hmm. to try craft beer. I mean, they really like paved the way for that. So at the syndicate, we're kind of trying to do that with our dinner menu and the craft cocktails. Um, Bell Fountain is now, you know, kind of a little craft beer crowd that's very removed from a lot of other, like Columbus is, you know, there's so many breweries and craft places mm-hmm. in Columbus to go to. Um, and in Bell Fountain, you're just so removed. You're like an hour away from everywhere. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. So you're single-handedly um turning the residents of bell fountain on to craft <laughs> cocktailing i uh i wouldn't say single-handedly <laughs> i definitely have lots of help from um all my good pals in columbus and uh uh i i work with a lot of really good people in bell fountain that that have this vision too that want to bring you know cool stuff there or even just I mean, there's so many cool local businesses in small towns that can offer and inspire, you know, the food and beverage industry more than they realize. So, um, but yeah, I'm definitely trying to, uh, I guess, uh, keep keep people's minds open to uh, different kinds of things. Like, like we have a signature cocktail with egg white, which mm-hmm. is very scary to everybody in Bell Fountain, which it's is one of my favorite things. Oh, same. <laughs> I love an egg white cocktail. Um but yeah, so it's just, um, that's, honestly, it's fun. That's an, I get to talk all day when I'm bartending. Whereas I remember like bartending in Columbus or I bartended, I helped open um, Pearl Dublin when they opened like February-ish. And then we clo- we were open for like a week and then got closed for the pandemic. I remember like bartending there, you know, everybody, the the clientele, everybody knows everything already. Yeah, like they, that's they are, a good point. You know, yeah. they're expecting craft cocktails and they, they've had an egg white drink before. They know what all this stuff is. And so that's that's what's exciting about bartending in Bell Fountain or any like rural area is just everyone is so excited and so curious. And yeah. I can just really geek out in front of people, which I love doing anyway. <laughs> so my next question was... Um, What's your background? What brought you into craft cocktails? Yeah. And then obviously, what's your connection with the owners of the syndicate? Yeah. Um, honestly, I mean, I've only been bartending for like two years. Um, I started bartending at the Walrus um, oh, yeah. downtown. So that was, um, I served there and then started bartending there um, for about a year. I bartended there. So it's it's a volume bar. But um, I worked with a girl named um, Kate uh, Tagliaferro, and she kind of turned me on to like, you know, you can, there's 
it's this whole world it's mm-hmm. culinary you know it's like it's all this cool stuff you can do and with drinks and there's this prestige with it but also you know just this huge creative like opportunity mm-hmm. and i remember just i mean what like watching her do stuff and listening to her you know tell me things and it would just make me really excited <laughs> like i just really yeah. liked it um so then once i started bartending there um I kind of took a break from the restaurant industry and worked at like an eye surgery center um, for like six months or so. Um, and then I came back because I missed it a lot. And uh, you're creative. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I think that's definitely something that, um, I mean, mad respect to anyone who works in any kind of healthcare industry or office setting because. I cannot sit still that long. I felt like a caged bird, (laughs) but it's such important work. But um, yeah, I definitely coming back and being, you know, in my little rectangle behind a bar (laughs) or like, you know, just being able to talk, really talk to someone, you know, over a drink and make them something special for them. Like, it's just, it feels very correct uh, for me. And so when I came back, um, I worked at the Walrus for a little bit longer and then I was able to get that job at the Pearl. Um, And that's kind of when I I really got, I guess, the bug or whatever about, you know, craft cocktails. I worked with um, Kyle Westberg, Westberger, Um, Westberg, yeah. Um, He helps do a lot of cocktails for like Cameron Mitchell and Pearl on the Shore North and Pearl in Dublin. Um, and he's just, I, I had never met somebody talk about cocktails. Like I've heard like a doctor talk about their work before, mm-hmm. like just, and now, now I know, you know, a lot of people take cocktails very seriously like that, but that was the first person where, you know, listening to him talk about cocktails, like I just was like full sponge mode, like everything you're saying, I'm, I'm going to absorb this and this is it's all is very important like i mean that was the first time i learned you know how to fat wash bourbon or you know how to make a shrub and just like really basic cooking skills honestly and you know figuring out how i can use that with drinks and then that just opened up this whole new thing where i you know would find myself like watching a movie and i'd be like Oh my god! I want to make a cocktail based off this movie, or I, or I'm reading a book, or I see something on TV, and I'm. It would be you know something random, and you're like, oh, I got to put that in a cocktail. And I always have my book on me, which it's literally in my lap right now. But I just am always writing stuff down, and cocktails have been my most favorite creative outlet I have ever had. I used to draw and you know, mm-hmm. paint and do kind of different art outlets and things, but this, this is my favorite. Was that your question? Uh, Riley. <laughs> Riley is going to be, she's somebody to watch. Yeah. Like she has the passion. I I, I'm, I'm geeking out. This is really exciting. <laughs> We're going to yes. have to follow you and see what you do. Uh. So thinking about, so two things. First yes. of all, it seems counterintuitive to me that people in Bell Fountain who are farmers and know about farm stuff, which mm-hmm. I do not, <laughs> would be afraid of egg whites in their cocktail. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. Um, but also, think back, like, just last week, people that came into your bar, what's the biggest question? Like, what do they, what it, What do you ask most? Or, like, when they're looking at your cocktail menu, mm-hmm. like, what do they choose? Or what is that? Or biggest? what are they confused by? Um... I think honestly, I mean, something to be said about Bell Fountain people, I mean, I myself being one of them, I guess, of course, um, they're so, they're so receptive, like most of the time. I mean, people are people and not everybody's receptive, but something about all these farmers, (laughs) they're so receptive to information, um, depending on how you present it. which, you know, I love doing a little cocktail triaging when I have people sit down at my bar and, you know, I greet them and make them feel comfortable and, you know, show them the cocktail list. And I know they want a cocktail because they've heard that we have great cocktails and they're looking through. And I think probably the the most questions are um, just they've never seen vodka with this kind of stuff before. They've never, you know, they don't know what mezcal is. They, they don't know, you know, it's just it's really so untapped Mm. um 
it's so exciting. That's um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I get to just be a big dork all day and just so, be like, wow, the difference between us. So you're you like had, a teacher too. It feels that way. Have you had people <laughs> come back and say, you made me this amazing. Yes. Um, oh, shoot. Um, I um, There's a woman I feel so bad that I'm blanking on her name right now. Um, she's a perfect example. She... Uh, she'll come in like every Friday and she gets just a margarita. Um, and every time I make it for her, she just, uh, she makes me feel so good about myself because <laughs> <laughs> it's just a margarita. It's just a margarita that I, I make love a classic. Margarita. I mean, yeah, it's a <laughs> margarita. It's just a classic, you know, tequila daisy, like recipe, just blueprint wise of the cocktail. But she just, Oh, she loves it because she's just only had margaritas made with that, with just mix, mm-hmm. you know, just sugary, right. syrupy, mar- right. quote unquote, margaritas. Um, that aren't really margaritas. Yeah, they're not. They're like, if 12 year olds could drink alcohol, it's for them. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's one that definitely every time she comes in, she's like, oh, you don't know how good it is to just have a good margarita. Mm. And I'm, that, that makes me feel good. Um, I bet. every time or like just cl- I mean really classic stuff an old-fashioned mm. like that doesn't have a bunch of maraschino cherries smashed in it mm-hmm. like just a boozy just clean old-fashioned and they fashioned. don't have to drive to the city to get it right exactly and like like with our old-fashioned that we do there um we like flame the the orange peel which is huge um like everybody loves the visual of that um yeah, it's uh, I got man, I I love Belfast. I, I love that, that too, though. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, that. that's true. That, Who doesn't love a little fire? That would be so amazing, though. But uh, so we've been drinking for a long time, and we're mm-hmm. old, so a really long time. Um, and I'm still learning. Like I just I was yeah. sitting at a bar two weeks ago, and this girl next to me orders a mezcal last word, mm-hmm. and I'm into mezcal now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? Like, I've never huh. that never occurred mm-hmm. to me. It's my new favorite drink. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so literally, many. I've made three this week. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's the best, and it's so cool. I love um, like spirits that they they can like put you know different clothes on and act like other spirits. Like, I love using mezcal in a bourbon roll. Like, mm-hmm. that's so fun to do." I'll put, I'll make like a mezcal brown derby and put some like honey syrup and grapefruit and mm. mess around with that. It's pretty good. So um, fun. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, the fountain people are, they're very awesome guests because they're so open and they do get scared about some stuff or they do have questions about stuff. And I feel like just being from Belfound, I remember when I first moved to Columbus, and like you said, it, if it is the big city compared to a rural area, um, and I remember going out to eat and not knowing what things were on the menu, and that's a weird feeling because that really makes you feel that, um, you know, oh, I'm this hillbilly. Like, yeah. I don't know what any of this stuff is. Sure. So, like, you know, when I'm taking care of people in Belfound, I want to remove that and make it as approachable as I can because it's not like these drinks are just for people who can pronounce them. These drinks right. are for everybody as yeah. long as they're 21 and older. <laughs> like, right. um, so that's definitely like one of my favorite things about it is just making these things ac- accessible. Like I'm just a vessel, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm making these things accessible to people who, you know, don't have, now you don't have to drive an hour to try something like this. Right. That's so fun. So I loved your phrase, cocktail triage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. uh, I'm in the process right now of, I'm sure other bars do this, but I just, I was just kind of thinking about it myself, but um, I want to get a pair of dice and like one dice like has like fruity, boozy, spicy, and the other's like rum bourbon all the different spirits so when someone comes down and they're like they're really overwhelmed like here roll the dice you know whatever you roll i'll make you something good i like that idea. yeah i'm i like it that's awesome i'm super excited about that yeah so one of my favorite bar stories is um blind lady tavern which Mm -hmm. sadly is closed but Mm -hmm. seth is now at um 
Chapman's Eat Market. But uh, I would go in there. One night I went in and I was like, you know, I don't know what I want to drink. I just know I don't like sweet cocktails. Mm -hmm. And so he asked me some questions and I was like, you know, I want it to be uh, citrus forward. I don't care what spirit you use. Just Mm -hmm. make me something good. And he brought me this drink, put it in front of me, and it was an aviation. And I thought that I hated an aviation. Mm -hmm. It was a life-changing cocktail. And now I love aviations because Mm -hmm. it was made properly with not too much of the purple stuff. (laughs) What's that called? Crim Violet? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, But he would do the same thing. You know, what what are you feeling? What do you like? Yes. And I imagine... In Bell Fountain, there was there are a lot of customers that would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what I want because I don't know cocktails. I know what I like, mm-hmm. so that's got to be fun. Definitely, meeting there, them and halfway. Yes, there is a lot of that, and I love doing that. And like something cool about you know, just in a small in a small town in general, people for the most part like take care of each other very well because it is small. Um, people take care of each other in Columbus a lot. I mean, it is a very small town feel, even mm-hmm. though the city is mm-hmm. large. Yeah. Um, when you know the right people for sure. But um, yeah, like it's just everyone's kind of like looking out for you. It's that feeling that you have. So when I bartend, um, I do that. I do the triage thing, you know, when people sit down and I see them kind of looking at the menu like, oh, my God. You know, I've only had vodka cranberries before. I only have had Bud Light before. That's okay. Like, um, you know, do you do you like fruity? Yeah, like you said, um, is there anything you're scared of? Can I make you not scared of it? You know, just because you threw up tequila once doesn't mean tequila is bad. Exactly. We've all thrown up tequila. <laughs> it's okay. It's not the spirit's fault. Don't get mad at it. Um, no, and that's so fun. And, and people do get freaked out um, because it's such a – like complicated but not complicated relationship with eating and drinking because eating and drinking are so heavily tied to memories Mm -hmm. so if you do have a bad experience with a spirit or a cocktail or you know food or whatever you know you don't want to touch it for a long time because every time you smell it or look at it you're like oh my god that's reminds me of that one time i you know took all my clothes off and ran around town or whatever happened does that happen a lot (sighs) right You know, if I've done it, I don't remember, but um, that's probably good. But, you know, all kinds of stuff like and that's why I uh, I, I always just tell people like, I'll, I'll, I got you, like, I'll take care of you. Like just putting their mind at ease. Um, yeah. Bartending is so many different things. And it's and fun. if they hate it, you'll throw it out. And make exactly. It like, and that's what not, I always say, too. Yeah. Like as no matter what happens, like. I'm not going to get mad at you if you don't like my drink. Like, I don't like my drinks most of the time. Like, I'm like, oh, this is off. Like, it's, yeah. So it's, uh, no, it's it's fun, like, helping people be able to fully experience, like, alcohol, how much, like, that they should, that they deserve to experience it. Right. You know? And it's I, not about getting drunk. No, it's about yeah. experiencing the flavors. Yeah. The depth it's a of flavors. about. Well, yeah, it's always nice to have that buzz. (laughs) The buzz is always a plus. Um, No, yeah, it's it's great. Awesome. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty thirsty right now. Yeah, all this talk of cocktails is making me thirsty, too. Should we make a drink? Yeah, Yeah. what are you going to make for us? Um, I'm going to make you a cocktail called Dapper Dan. Um, Have you guys seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. So that is one of my favorite movies of all time. and for some reason, it's, I mean, Bell Fountain is not in Mississippi in the South in the 1930s, but it's very rural. And this movie gives me memories of Bell Fountain. Um, so I wanted to make a drink inspired um, from that movie. So the main spirit I have, um, it's a split base of Southern Comfort and a um, buttered popcorn infused uh, clear corn whiskey. So like a legal moonshine because Ooh. it won't be real moonshine okay. unless it's uh, All a little right. illegal um and then uh some some lemon grapefruit uh, a little bit of apple juice um a little bit of maple syrup and um some sun sunflower seeds uh for a little bit of salt and then um i top it with uh budweiser <laughs> 
I am intrigued. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, I um, feel like I'm back in my hometown. It, right yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer too. Um, can I smoke your glassware? Of course. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna use applewood and amaretto flavored tobacco. If that's okay. Right on. Okay. Cool. Let's do cool. it. Let's do it. All right. All right. We'll <laughs> take a little break, and we will be right back with a dapper Dan. And we're back with a Dapper Dan. Yes. I'm so excited. Cheers. All the things from my years. Budweiser. Cheers. Cheers. Budweiser, Southern Comfort. Tobacco. Smoking. All the things from my youth. <laughs> All the things you're not supposed to do. All the fun stuff. All right. So tell us about this cocktail. Yeah. Um... I knew I wanted to do like an Oh Brother Where Art Thou themed drink. Um, like I said, that's one of my favorite things to do is like take drink inspiration from films. Um, so I was trying to figure out like a flavor profile for it. And I knew for sure I wanted to use like a like clear corn whiskey because through the movie they're drinking moonshine. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it took place in the 30s. So like kind of before and a little bit after the prohibition, I think not sure what year it is exactly in the film but um so then I was like okay what moonshine do I use and I just went to our state store and there was a local like Hocking Hills clear corn moonshine like Buckeye Lightning or something is like what it's it was called really? <laughs> yeah and it was uh 120 proof so it's like okay how am I going to make this not kick somebody in the face when they drink it um so then uh I, I rewatched the movie, like when I was trying to figure out this cocktail. Um, and there's a scene in it where all the three guys are like hiding in a barn and uh, it's getting shot up by the cops. And there's a quote, some guy goes, that's not popcorn, boys, or something like that with all the gunshots. And I was like, oh, popcorn. <laughs> that's, that's me watching a movie is like, everything's a drink. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'll do like a little, like, popcorn butter washed like clear corn whiskey which is what i did and it's not i didn't really want the the buttery flavor to be really intense in this i just wanted to calm down like the the bite of the moonshine um and so that's kind of how i got that and then the southern comfort i was like you know, i was like i've never had like a nice drink with southern comfort in it before um and so i was like you know the the movie takes place in mississippi that's in the south like i'll throw some southern comfort in there and i was kind of weird about it at first but i think it works okay and do you guys like it i do yeah so i love your story i yeah. love your process yeah. like, that is so fun in drinking it it's like hell yeah brother where art thou so the first the first sip was a little too much beer mm -hmm. because it, you're just floating the beer right but once you get into the cocktail and then mm -hmm. the beer is mixing in, yeah, it's really, really good. I like drinks that change as you drink them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's why I like put the sunflower seeds in there too because I like a salt element. It's mm -hmm. like a saline kind of element to a drink. And like as you're drinking it, the seeds, like the salted sunflower kind of like bleeds into the drink. Yep. Um, and kind of as you're drinking it, you start getting that southern comfort out and you start getting the grapefruit out and the apple juice and like all the different um stuff in there and yeah like another thing that they did a lot in that movie was smoke tobacco and they're in tobacco fields and stuff and um i i almost made it like a tobacco simple syrup um but then i was kind of thinking about tobacco makes people sick to their stomach sometimes so i thought maybe i just smoked the glass with it um and then I had to use the amaretto flavored tobacco so it wouldn't be too like in your face. I like um, it. I'm tasting it, but it's like you said, it's not overwhelming. It's, it's not like too you, smoky. Yeah. It's like yeah. you kind of smoked a cigarette like an hour ago and now you're having a drink. It's kind of like. Yeah. Oh my God. If I got the, if I was told today that I was going to die in six months, I would immediately start smoking cigarettes again. Right. Really? No, it's mm -hmm. yeah. Really? Yes. I mean, I haven't smoked cigarettes <laughs> Why in Why not? All the cool kids 30 30 some odd years, but yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> I would. Um, so when you eat sunflower seeds, do you eat the whole thing or no. do you? Um... No. Um, so that's another thing too. I, I liked the, I was going to actually um, make like a sunflower seed like syrup, um, but it was, it was too sweet the way that I made it. So I just used, I don't know, the maple syrup and it's sweet too, but it, I felt like it went with it better. Um, no, but with these seeds as the garnish, um, I don't know. I, when I was drinking this drink, the first time I was eating like kettle chips with it and I really liked the way that it went, like this drink is very, um, like bright and summery and mm-hmm. the beer and the grapefruit mm-hmm. and the lemon, like it's very easy drinking. Like I would want to drink this if I was running from the cops in the thirties, like through Southern heat or something <laughs> like that. Um, so yeah, the sun bluegrass music. Yeah. Yeah. Soggy bottom boys. So I worked with a girl <laughs> who would eat sunflower seeds and she could remove the, uh, shell mm-hmm. and eat this and just and then just spit out the oh i can too you can i played softball that's like a very oh, yeah. special talent <laughs> yeah oh yeah i spent some time in the dugout for sure let's, let's see it let's um, see you do it okay. i want to see you do it it's like the not as sexy tie a knot with the cherry stem <laughs> spit spit a sunflower seed out spit it into your espresso cup mm-hmm Nice. I'll put in a handful and do that. That's talent. And that's another thing a lot of those fountain people can do is, I guess, that sunflower seed. I didn't know that was a crazy thing. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of baseball players in the No, I can't do that. But growing up in Rochester, I can debone a chicken wing. Oh, that's so disgusting. (laughs) That's disgusting. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like this this could be the official cocktail about Bell Fountain. Dapper Dam. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like it embodies, well, I shouldn't say this because I don't really know Bell Fountain, but I feel like it's what I think of would embody the people of Bell Fountain. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, It's really delicious. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. It's very good. Yeah, no. It's got a lot going on. It's delicious. I think you're right on the money. This is a very um, Bell Fountain drink. And that's another thing when I was making it. I was like, I want this to feel... Like, you know, the country, like Bell Fountain. And like your customers would want it. They would love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Any, um, anything with a little beer in it, for sure. Um, yeah, I've been messing around with a lot of beer cocktails lately. I'm really into that right now. I like that idea. I always, um, so on our cocktail tour, we have some uh, breweries and um, they never really did beer cocktails. They would do bit. like beer reductions, yeah. but yeah. not like beer cocktails. Yeah. I feel we like had that's a beer a simple missed, show up once, but yeah. yeah. Missed opportunity because there's so many beers, great yeah. beers. and Yeah, and it's a cool, like, even to substitute, like, a bitter element. Like, one of the cocktails that's going to be on, be on the spring menu at um, the Syndicate is going to feature, like, um, an IPA syrup, a uh, high wire, low pitch uh, is the beer I'm using, and I just made like yeah like a one-to-one ratio of like an ipa syrup and it's good i like it it goes with like scotch and pomegranate juice and some lime and yeah it's really refreshing but it's still you know it's not exactly like just pouring the beer into the cocktail like i just did it's like a, it's still kind of warm like a regular cocktail would be so tell us more about the syndicate how big is it like a really big place is it like what yeah. would you compare it to yeah, it's a pretty good size. Um, like I said, like it started as an event space, so it's got really high ceilings. Um, the dining room is very big, which is great. Like with through COVID, you know, when we needed to, or I mean, we it is still through COVID, so socially distancing tables is easy for us because we're working with a large space. Um, then we have like a s- smaller like front patio that's heated, and then we have a large um, beer garden out back that we're actually building a stage on. Um, coming up soon. So once COVID kind of makes its way out eventually um, and things start loosening up, like we can have live music um, out back. But yeah, the the dining room is a pretty good size. The bar seats about eight. Um, So the bar's 
like it's just a traditional like rectangle shaped bar mm-hmm. um but yeah so if we came to bell fountain and and visited the syndicate where is there places to stay in bell fountain or <laughs> honestly i mean there's like comfort in and stuff Mm -hmm. but honestly there's a small town like 10 minutes on not even 10 minutes outside of bell fountain called zanesfield ohio um and there's a like bed and breakfast there that's very old um and it's uh it's called my era's in um there's a lot of like uh native american history in bell fountain um and so that was, especially in that small town, Zanesfield, that's a really good spot to stay is at that bed and breakfast. It has a lot of really cool history there. I would mm. stay there personally. That but, sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's just ghost stuff flying around. We're all about the haunted stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm Logan County, the, the county that Bell Fountain is in, is supposedly really haunted all over. But I've never seen anything, I guess, though. Maybe it's just because you're not open to it. That's true. Well, my thing is, is like, okay, if there's ghosts, that means animals have to have ghosts, which means that there's like cat and dog ghosts, which means that there's also like insect ghosts. So there's so like a shit that just seems like too much to keep track of. Ghosts. So I'm kind of just like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, far too many beings. Yes. So is there a particular spirit that you like working with more than another? Oh, um, no, honestly, I like, I like all of them. Um, and sometimes like when I go about, you know, trying to make a drink, I, I start with different stuff. Like every time, like sometimes I'm like, I start with the spirit for sure. I want to use this. And then other times I, it's like a syrup or something. I'm like, for sure. I want to start with this tincture or something like I, it's, it's a weird process like every time. So Honestly, it's more about like every time I go to make a new cocktail, it's an opportunity for me to kind of learn more about the spirit I end up using unless I start with that spirit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I love bourbon. I th- I'd say probably bourbon, like mm-hmm. if I had to pick one. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I don't know, it feels so versatile. Like there's so many different things you can do to it mm-hmm. that I like. Um, yeah. Is that your go-to when you're at yes. home? Too. Yes. Bourbon. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, old for uh, old Forester. I love just a s- nice, like shot of old Forester to sip on. That's why I was really happy you guys had it. I mean, I love like nice bourbons and stuff. Obviously, too. I just, I've never really dove into it all the way. I've just, I need to do that. That's that's my my next thing is just really getting into the specifics of the spirits because I mean I have only been bartending for two years so. I, I I definitely feel like every day is a game of catch up because I like to keep tabs on what everybody else is doing and I don't like to like every time I, I feel proud of a drink, I'm immediately like I see some something someone else did and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I it's time to get back to working. Like this isn't good enough anymore. Like I can't be proud of that yet. So do you have someone that you bounce stuff off of? Like if you have an idea do you have someone that you say, hey, what do you think about this? Or taste this? What do you think? Uh, I have a bunch of people. <laughs> um, I have, uh, yeah, I mean, Sarah Opel and Jess, um, Jess George are two, two cool chicks that I just recently have met. I mean, so many bartenders I've met recently that I haven't actually physically met yet, like just through social media, mm-hmm. um, which is a really interesting thing that COVID kind of did. Um, so they're, I mean, they're both incredible bartenders and wizards with, you know, how things work together and flavors and things. Um, Kyle Westberg, um, my, my partner that I work with at the syndicate, Kate Zell, um, she's the GM and she, she's very good about being honest with me about my cocktail, which I love. Like I hate um, when I give someone my drink and they're like, oh, this is so good. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And what's wrong with it? Tell me what's wrong with it. I hate, um, how do I improve it? Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I want the negative. I like the negative feedback because then I can like tweak it as much as I can. Um, so yeah, definitely 
those people. I mean, when I'm making a cocktail, if I'm around people, I make everybody who's old enough to drink it, drink it. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I want everybody's opinion because that's a thing. Like, I'm going to be serving these drinks to everybody. I don't yeah. want just, you know, one, like a cocktail aficionado to just drink my cocktail. Like, I want the dishwasher to drink my cocktail. I want the chef to drink mm-hmm. my cocktail. You know, I want the manager to drink it. I want everybody to drink it because... The more feedback I can get, the more I can make it accessible to different kinds of people. So, yeah. I think that's so important because, you know, you there's a thing called that I learned recently. It's called house palate. Mm-hmm. And if you only drink your stuff, you, you're you going to learn to like it. And right. you're going to think it's good even if it isn't good. Mm-hmm. Same with cocktails. You know, you've been tasting tweaking tasting tweaking tasting you need somebody from you know the outside to taste it and say ugh, right it's too sweet or not sweet enough or whatever and then you have to think about how it how to make it appealing to the masses like yes what normal people or what i shouldn't say normal people that's rude most people what most people they like a sweeter cocktail Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so you got to kind of keep that in mind too. Yes. Um, and that's another, I just remember two more people. Um, that was my, when you guys asked me to do this, that was my biggest thing. I was like, oh my God, I need to write down everybody. I have to mention everybody because they're <laughs> so, I feel so, um, I don't, I don't feel like I, I actually do anything. Like, I feel like I'm just, like I said, like this vessel and I work with all these amazing, I feel so lucky to know all these amazing people that are just so smart. Um, when it comes to this stuff, but uh, Jesse Hubbard and Nate Howe, like I just recently started to get to know them. Um, and we we met and we were kind of talking about drinks and like serving drinks to different demographics and cities. And like, you know, some cities don't like certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, mostly, obviously, there's exceptions. But yeah, but Fountain is very um, vodka forward fruit forward because you yeah. haven't taught them yet exactly and but it's changing i mean it's already been changing even since august like i have people come in that want the mezcal drink that i put on the menu and that's amazing yeah that's awesome. oh my god it, it's so ah oh, that makes me feel so happy because i mean like when i was talking to them i was telling them how sometimes it's hard for me to like rein it in <laughs> with my um i guess enthusiasm um, you know, I have like just a big page of notes in my phone and in my notebook too, of just like, I want to do a cocktail with Midori caviar, just like dumb, like crazy stuff that you could totally do here. And people would be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Whatever. But there, um, there's a line that I have to be careful of. Like, yeah, like you said, I, it needs to stay accessible to the masses and also to my community that I'm taking care of. Um, but also, you know, I love cocktails. I love being creative and messing around. And I just, you know, have my little, uh, what's it called, a Rolodex in my brain, just like fluttering through all these weird. She's too young to know Rolodex. I think so. <laughs> hey, I mean, I got the word right. I feel pretty proud of myself. So it's funny. Um, no, you did. <laughs> you did, yes, Thank yes. You. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the large the large booze houses, you know, the Diageos and the mm-hmm. Beaton Centauri's of the world. Um, I feel like they focus, or I'm just talking about out of my ass right now, but I feel like they focus on the large markets. Right. I feel like that's a missed opportunity for them. I feel like if they were to invest more in somebody like you who could convert like this <laughs> small town into yeah. educate and convert. into yeah. loving spirits that they are just afraid of. People don't know what they don't know, right? Right. right. So yeah. if you're in Bell Fountain and you've never had craft cocktails, you don't know what they are. They drink beer because they don't know right. What else what is else there? Right. Yeah. They haven't. Um, they don't have the palate for it yet. But mm-hmm. they 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 will certainly. Will. I think too. I mean, and and that's why I don't like that. I mean, I feel like the whole. I don't know. That's one of my biggest things. Like I felt kind of weird about coming into Bill Fountain. Like when when people are afraid to order off the menu, 
like that's the bartender not doing half of their job i mean half of your job is hospitality Mm -hmm. you know it's your job to you know keep make these people feel like they're like what we're doing right now they're guests in your house they're sitting down with you you know they're here to talk to you they're here to drink with you like not with you you're working but like you know they're no, know here for yeah they're yeah. here for you yeah. to take care of you're making something for them um so it it makes me i don't know it makes me feel like weird when that mark doesn't get hit because you know when you can't make that connection with that person across from that you know whatever three feet of wood or marble or whatever your bar top is then you're missing half of your job that's why i'm a big proponent against snobby bartenders <laughs> like you're you're not doing your job right in my opinion i guess you know you can be the best the best person at making drinks in the world and you know you have your flavor bible and your little matrix and whatever and you know how all the flavors work together and that's of course that's super important but you know you're on a stage people are looking at you you know you're you're dancing behind the stick and like it comes with a responsibility of making people feel comfortable because one money wise they're not going to come back but mostly like you just i don't know like why would anyone want to miss out on the connections that you can make through drinks and food and just talking you know well said young yes. lady <laughs> thanks well yeah, i'm very passionate said. about that we, we wholeheartedly agree i with that love sentiment. it yeah all right so Riley, do you have any good bar stories? Um, I I kind of have like reoccurring instances, like nothing one particular. Um, but working in volume bars in the past, um, people like to, you know, get get very drunk and excited. And, you know, pre-COVID, it's lots of people around, um, people getting bar fights, you know, stuff like that. Um, so there would be a lot of instances of me having to kick people out of the bar sure. or, or get them rides, you know, depending on how drunk they are. Um, but I remember working at the Walrus. Um, our entire bar team almost was a bunch of very small women. Um, and I mean, being a, a younger woman, you're already not taken seriously most of the time and you're not seen as a authority, even though you may be the owner or you may be the bar manager, just mm-hmm. the fact that you're a young female, um, especially belligerent, drunk, giant dudes will try and <laughs> test you. Um, so, you know, there's been a few times where we've had to get creative on, you know, breaking up bar fights or throwing people out. Um, and I used to uh, work with this um, girl and she, her, her name is Corey and um, she's a great bartender, very awesome person. She has this very like high airy voice and it's just a really calming sounding voice. And I remember her, um, I just, I thought this was so cool and she would do it, she's such a badass. Um, there would be this big dumb drunk guy like hulking out at the bar and she would just go over and be like, hey, come here, like come with me, like in this like Marilyn Monroe voice. And he'd be like, yeah, okay. And she just put her arm, you know, around him and they'd, you know, walk out the length of the restaurant. And then all of a sudden he's getting thrown out of the bar, doors locked, he's banging on the windows and she's like, bye. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that I remember being a young, like a younger bartender seeing that and it just giving me so much hope that like, Oh yeah, like I could totally take this situation in my hands when I have a big drunk asshole at my bar. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah, a lot of that. Um, a lot of um, like cleaning up puke sometimes is as a bartender. Like depending on the bar you work in, you can definitely be a janitor too, for mm. sure. Janitor, therapist, cook, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Should probably get paid more. It's fine. <laughs> What are the hours of the syndicate? Where is it located? Yes. Um, So right now the syndicate is open Thursday through Sunday. Um, Thursday it is open 4 o'clock to 11 now that the curfew has been lifted. Um, Friday it's 4 to 11 as well. And on the weekends um, we have brunch. So Saturday and Sunday brunch is from 10 to 2. And then Saturday evenings, we're open for dinner service. Sunday, we're just open for brunch. Um, 
And then the address is 213 South Main Street, Belfountain, Ohio. So if you're in Columbus, it's about an hour drive, but there's cool stuff along the way. I mean, 33 is a crappy drive because it's just a straight shot. But Belfountain is a nice um, blossoming little town. There's lots of little boutiques and fun places to eat and you know, syndicates. And you can go to the highest point in Ohio. The highest while, point in Ohio. It's, while you're it's there. the best. And and the syndicate is on Instagram. Um, I think it's just syndicate downtown is the handle. Let me double check that really Do you quick. have a cocktail called Highest Point? Or That's, Tip Top? Uh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Writing that down right Tip now. Tip of Ohio. <laughs> Top of Ohio. <laughs> yes. Um... No, that's such a good idea. I'm trying to figure out. Now my brain's wheeling because I'm trying to figure out what I would put into that. Oh, okay. So the Instagram is just Syndicate Ohio. Syndicate Ohio. Yeah. And yours? Oh, mine is just uh, Riley Robson. R-E-I-L-L-Y-R-O-B-S-O-N. Um, it's weird. People, Riley is one of those names that people get weird about spelling. It's just like the auto parts store. O'Reilly's but yeah and if there's you, a bunch of spellings yeah and if you if you're in Belfountain hit up Native Coffee it's the best coffee place in town that's another place that's doing what you know we're trying to do at the syndicate is pushing you know the the culture through drinks and they do a lot of really cool stuff there too nice yeah well Riley Robson you have been just a delight and oh. I think it's going to be really <laughs> exciting to follow you and see what you do in your career. <laughs> so we will definitely, definitely and, do and that. And I think we need to do a little mini road trip up to Oh, Belfound. 100%. Definitely. Come see me. I'll buy you it's around. It's happening. <laughs> well, or do a brunch or something. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having no, me. thank it's you. It's such an honor. It's so exciting to talk to somebody just starting out and so, so pa- passionate. Yeah. And you have some great mentors. The people that you yes, named are, are really wonderful. So yeah. I feel like we're going to see great things from you. And, you know, I understand the lure of the big city, but I think you should consider staying in Bell Fountain and, and converting yeah. Yeah. the people there and teaching them about the amazing spirits. It's, a, it's more of a calling. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Cheers. 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 Listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Seabus Craft Cocktail Tour and visit our website at ColumbusCraftCocktailTour.com for cocktail tour dates, women and whiskey tastings, and other events and merchandise. Thanks to our producer, Greg Hansberry, and to the biographer for our original music. Please remember to drink responsibly, tip appropriately, and be cocktail curious. Cheers! This has been a Last Call Productions production.